1: Tonight, one week later, Danielle and I take a deep breath and give our post-election reactions, including the fact that everybody hates the political establishment, living through an election in which no one really cares for either of the candidates, the Dakota Access Pipeline, rekindling the Cold War, The Walking Dead, Orange Tic Tacs, Singing Frogs, strap in everybody. It looks like things might get a bit bumpy. And now... Asking you all to spread the words that corporations are not persons. I'm Rich Evers and my partner in crime, the savage philosopher and little finger of the gods, Daniele Volelli. As we invite you to lower the lights, batten down the hatches, and prepare to open your mind for the Drunken Dows podcast begins now. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 99 of the Drunken Towers podcast. This is sort of a special episode. It is the election reaction episode. I'm sure you guys just can't wait to hear what we have to say about it, uh, because I was a bit surprised.
0: Yeah, we shall go play with that very soon. Before we do, thank you to the trifecta of angels in our corner. Datsusara on shore Design. Um, Datsusara, as I'll mention later in the episode, there's a new animation of a commercial that we made for them uh, a few episodes ago. Are you upset that they made you look not so swole on that? The the comparison
1: between the cartoon and reality, it really is like... I
0: know. They made me look wimpy unlike unlike my massive self. No, actually, I like... They did a great job with the animation, but... Yes, it's funny. It's pretty funny. There's there's a version that went on to Fight Pass, the UFC channel, that censored since they showed somebody applying electrodes to somebody's genitals so they had to... Cover it up. The one on YouTube is the uncensored version, but, uh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> so you guys know the drill. Uh, you need any kind of a bag, backpack, computer bag, check that Susara first. They have new products. They have beanies. They have other things. all hemp made. Check it out. You may find something you like it. Beanies. Yeah. I'm so behind. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I actually, I saw them for the first time as well. I think they are brand new. They oh, just I um, sent Christmas presents. He has a scarf. Uh, he has all sorts of st- new strange stuff. But yeah, check them out. They're awesome. And uh, Onnit as well, really good stuff. I've been on this kick with... Uh, I'm holding them off because right now Onnit is out of the digestive supplements. Total gut health. Yeah. Um, They're good. I like them, but... Actually, I shouldn't announce it. Don't buy them because I want to make sure I get my hands on them as soon as they become available again. So no, they are terrible for you. Absolutely, don't get them. They no, they they were really good to me. Well, um, I can't
1: wait. We have a I have a family member who's uh, doing antibiotics right now. So oh yeah, immediately when stuff. she gets done with that.
0: Yep, you want these kind of
1: things. Because of she still has her uh, appendix. Right. So I've learned recently that that's probably what it's there for. Is it a pocket full of so you get dysentery ten thousand right. years ago? There ain't gonna be no fauna replacement.
0: No, not exactly. But this enables so, us to do that. So. Yep, that makes sense. So you have the external appendix tend to this. Yeah. And of course, beside that, lots of other products. I think to, today we're gonna get rich to try the new kind of Alpha Brain. Yeah, Instant I gotta do Burton. some driving
1: tonight, so I'm gonna check it out and have a full report. So, and well, I
0: love my, uh, I love my
1: superfood. I, uh, it's sort of my Monday ritual now. It's just, it just feels like
0: you feel it coursing through your veins. Good stuff indeed um what else and of course short design with our own t-shirts although we have all four of the t-shirts we made for the drunken thawes podcast as well as instead the ones made by short design own designs and you can go on their website to check them out all great stuff if you want our shirts let me know shoot me a message and let me know you can buy them and then you know make sure everything is correct your address and all the good stuff and i shall be mailing it to you Other than that, let's shut up and let's jump into the episode. story is this how we start or okay let's roll a week ago a week ago
1: i was at the griffith observatory i was one of the hosts for a giant star party where essentially 50 60 70 cool people with their cool giant telescopes set them up on the lawn of the griffith observatory in the daytime
0: mm-hmm.
1: to remind people if you have a telescope and nowhere to point it you can see venus in the daytime and the moon looks great and as it gets darker, more and more people show up. And I'd say 85% of the people that show up had no idea what was going on. They were just coming up because it's one of the grand sites of sure. L.A., great views, observatory is awesome as well. I'm mm-hmm. getting all worked up already. And it was amazing because these people would show up. And as with L.A. is, every flavor of everybody on the whole planet, of busloads of Japanese students, mm-hmm. you know, crazy languages I couldn't quite identify. Right. Are all coming up, and it's, you know, what is this? What is going on? Is this a special occasion? And when they found out that all this was for you to check out, please enjoy, take your time, ask questions, go to anyone you want. Mm -hmm. They were just delighted. So to just hand people great news, and and the amazing part, so you're up there in the Griffith, the sky's above you. Mm-hmm. So as they're asking what's going on, well, the menu is right behind us, you know. You have Saturn for another hour. Venus is going to be great tonight. Oh, and next to the moon there, that's Mars. You can see all of that. And if you wait a little while, Uranus, 1.7 billion years, uh, years <laughs> miles away, is sitting in the sky, which I've been nutty about this shit for eons. I never got to see this before. So to me, to finish off my planetary checklist, it was a great,
0: awesome night. You hit them all and it was a good one, huh?
1: And the next thing you know, it's Tuesday.
0: <laughs> what happened Tuesday? I, um... I podcasted with Duncan on Tuesday. I know that much. That think...
1: what, that's what caused all the problem. There was a shank. Anything Things didn't happen? quite go my way. Huh. But you know what? I, my way wasn't really available to me that night.
0: Yeah, that's part of the problem right and
1: we'll dig into all that in just a second and i was i was despondent man i was like i that night i was like this is like the new 9-11 because that's kind of how it felt i don't anybody that was too young not to be and that's Mm -hmm. 15 years ago now i remember you had no control it felt like the world was just going to smack us around and there's nothing you could do about it yeah so, and it is odd that it happened to be 11-9. Right, right,
0: right. That's
1: just too fantastic for words.
0: Well, let's go play with that. Though.
1: Well, and I just wanted to, because to get to the end of it, just real quick, uh-huh. the week ended up with a day where little incredible things popped forward.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ethan locked his keys in his car, mm-hmm. and he had lost his other set. Nice. But it just so happened that the guy who installed his radio speakers for his birthday had found the other fob, but it wasn't working. But I took it out to And he was close by. He could have been 60 yeah. miles away in L.A. You know, he comes down all the time. But he wasn't. He was just at the store around the corner. Oh, the fob didn't work. But he we said, well, you know, this car's 15 years old. Why don't we put some batteries in and just see what happens? So what could have been a $70 visit from a locksmith and a big pain in the ass was fixed for $6 at the Best Buy right next to where we were
0: at. I tend to like that better. That's uh... Same day,
1: I discovered that my tiny frogs that live in my aquarium that have been there for Years we had them for years, but they've never been right next to like my computer desk. It all sits together. Water and computer is a good combo. Um, but I would always hear this little squeak squeak, 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 And I thought it was the hard drive spinning up mm-hmm. or something in the computer. I didn't even bother to think that my little frogs were singing to me. So that high of highs from the astronomical thing to the destruction of the election, the fear for our country, to find the little good things swirl around you every day, woke me up quite a bit.
0: I bet. Well.
1: So that's my statement on the election. Now we can dig in and eviscerate some people. That's the one? Yeah.
0: Well, let's go Don't give up hope, man. Let's go play with that. I like the singing frogs. And now let's go play with the whole deal. Election. It's the theme of the day, and we are not too late on it, since this was released only relatively not that long after the fact yeah. so let's go play with this stuff it's funny because you run into all the people who are super surprised by what happened and i mean i get it i mean on one hand it's funny right there's an element that's like tragic comic it's weird it's something about it you know if you watch Trump WWEs uh, WWE smacking down some wrestler and thinking this is gonna be the President of the United States. Yeah. There's there's a funny element about it.
1: And it's funny the other way too that she just can't win.
0: Well and that's the point. It's like
1: Not that Senator me, and Secretary of State are bad, but
0: To she... me the interesting thing about this is this. Is the message that I'm getting without getting too much into the specifics the uh, which candidate sucks the most because really i mean let's be real about it it's not a context of uh was there a good candidate in this it was different flavors of the nastiest crap out there on this, the left and on the right the south park guys had it perfect it was a choice between a shit sandwich and a douchebag but basically right it's just i mean let's be real about it but without even getting into the specifics let's look at like in terms of an analysis of where of the whole setup, um, there's a message that keeps popping up over and over and over. And that somehow people who make a living in politics don't seem to get, which I'm always fascinated when, you know, you have those cases when you run into people who it's not that they don't know other things about life is that they clearly don't know the first thing about their own job. And in this case, you know, you figure the gazillion of people who are paid handsomely to figure out all the ins and outs of politics and are missing out the most basic in your face thing over and over. The message that has been passed on for the last few years in no uncertain terms is everybody, liberals, conservatives, everything in between, everybody hates the establishment. The political establishment is hated across the board. By that's everyone. what killed her more than anything. Because those people were never going to change their mind. And that's the point. Is like If you go back to 2008, when you think about what happened in 2008, think yeah. about it. You have Hillary Clinton with all the um, Democratic National Convention behind her, pushing forward and stuff. And challenging her is a guy named Barack Hussein Obama, which if you're going to pick a name to make sure that some guy is never going to win any office beyond school janitor, that would be the name you want to get, right? <laughs> yeah, it
1: was beyond, because it, beyond the US exceptional. Because the
0: is not a name that's going to work very well. No. He's a black guy, which is another big strike against him in big parts of the United States. Uh, he really has, I mean, when you want to get technical about it, he had... Bare minimum political experience. He had been senator for what, two years or something? Just stepped his foot in, yeah. And then, so he just barely got, you know, if you go by experience, if you go by everything, he was a no contest. He's definitely spiraling back from two years as senator to absolutely nothing. Yeah. So. And and in these cases, he crashed there. He completely crashed there. Now that was your lesson right there. That should have been learned, yep. and clearly wasn't learned. Fast forward to 2016, and you got the Republican field of all the establishment politicians that they have. Every single one up there doing their thing of just playing their political game. I'm slightly more conservative than you, so you should vote for me, that kind of thing. And they were annihilated. And here come Trump, which, I mean, again, I'm not even going to get into policies, but even because what, what is there to talk about policy, since he keeps flipping, you know, he changes his mind about that. Uh, there really wasn't much of a policy discussion. It was... Even today,
1: Giuliani is like, well, the wall will be hard and we'll probably have to wait a little
0: while. Yeah, of course. And that's why, I mean, when you look at it, Trump to me is like the male equivalent of Kim Kardashian, you know, it's like, I wouldn't be all that surprised to have a Kim Kardashian, Donald Trump uh, face off at the next election. Money versus tits. It would be interesting to see. And, and I mean, and that's what to me is funny about this whole thing is that here you got a guy who clearly has zero political experience and he crashes all of the Republican political establishment, every one of them. Yep. Now, the lesson now has been taught twice in no uncertain terms. Let's get a third time. In the Democratic primaries, you have Hillary Clinton. Again, it's kind of like, oh, Obama was a bleep on the radar, but we have our solid candidate that...
1: It's her turn. It's going to be no problem.
0: All of that stuff. And against there, you find Bernie Sanders. So, I mean, again... He might as well be the orgasm-counting gnome. Yeah. It's like the dude is... How old is he? 302 or something? He's <laughs> yeah. like... He's old as dirt. It's funny. They're all old. Right. But yeah, he's the oldest he's by far. By far, right? On a whole other level of old.
1: Jew. Non-practicing. But, right.
0: The Jewish part, not exactly one that helps in some parts of the United States. Yep. due To linger in anti-Semitism. <sighs> lingering? Yeah, right. The um, You have openly admitting which is like shut up no he openly admits being an atheist and a socialist and a socialist yeah those are big winners it's like uh... so in other words he's putting together the perfect curriculum because again maybe beating barack for school janitor maybe that's where we're at right is between (laughs) and the fact that he generates considerably more popular enthusiasm than she, than she does you know people bunch of people vote for her but they are not exactly like ganga you know you you drive around you wouldn't you know in 2008 you saw obama signs everywhere uh this year i
1: i saw a good smattering of bernie signs yeah i saw four Hillary... this is los angeles California. i think, we I think, saw, I think i've seen four i think four we saw the same Hillary four because
0: that's exactly my number yeah. right? so four
1: not that there were many Trump, either. So that that no. was definitely squash, but yeah. no. Nobody gave a shit. That was the thing. There was no passion no. behind the candidate. And if you don't have passion behind the candidate, you're fucked. Of course. Trump definitely, even though they happened to be a good chunk of Nazis and shitheads, and I'm not saying all the Trump supporters sure. were, because that's not the no, case. No, that's not the case. But a good chunk of them were people There's that some. knew that NAFTA had destroyed their jobs. They hadn't yep. a job in 15 years, Living in the Rust Belt. They were never going to have another Clinton. Of course. And then even, I remember election day, man. Election day for Barack was exciting. Yeah, 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 of course. We're going to go do this thing. No,
0: I mean, nobody was. And we should have been excited for the first woman, but the women didn't even vote for her. I know. She lost among white women, which is where she's coming from. After a guy's talking insanity. Yeah, of course. No, I mean, that's the sign of... If you don't realize when she's neck and neck with Bernie Sanders, with all the stuff, if after she got crushed by Obama, after she's neck and neck with Bernie Sanders, after on the Republican side, even on that side, it's not just a leftist thing. On the right, same messages, we hate establishment politicians, we yeah. don't want them. The, you know, you have the Republican Party who is basically ready to, they were looking for a place where to fall you know up until two or three weeks ago you still had establishment republican politician asking for trump to step down and basically saying forget it we'll give the democrats this election and we'll just go back to the drawing board you know the republican party was this close to committing suicide if you can't beat those guys that's because you have done every single thing wrong you could possibly do you have played your cards in the worst possible way and with every advantage in the world handed to exactly. you exactly it's like this is uh it's like it, this election was like for the democrats was like start the game four minutes to the end and you're up by 20. go and you manage to turn it into a coin toss into a nail biter well, i mean yeah she could have won whatever it's like they were head to head. it was a coin toss but the point is from every advantage that she had going in it shouldn't have been a coin toss unless you have screwed up every step of the way to get there. Or you're you know? a toxic candidate. And that's the problem. Is why, I mean, I, I've had lots of conversation with people who actually voted Trump, and overwhelmingly, these were not people who were uh, hardcore racist or crazy Nazis not that there aren't those because of course there are but those were not the people that's you know if you think that that's all he got no he wouldn't have won if those were no there were plenty of people who just could not hardly anybody I must say when I ask you know hardly anybody gave me an actual legitimate reason for liking Trump It was mainly all the reasons where I cannot deal with Clinton you know Clinton is just the devil and that part it's not that easy to disagree with because when no. you look at some of the stuff that Clinton had done, I mean, there's so much that was wrong in the story, even like the whole foreign policy lately, like why? why in hell has the U.S. been antagonizing Russia for the last few years? It's like, we really need to rekindle the Cold War because, you know, we miss the good old days. It's like...
1: I think they just want fresh nuclear missiles. You know, ours are getting a little old. Yeah, you got to like, have a reason to right. polish them up. And, hey, look at the defense
0: contracts are going to be... There's that. There's <sighs> Clinton being in bed with Wall Street. Clinton oh. lying every time. Which I screamed about
1: the whole time Bernie was up. I was like, anybody that would listen, why won't she release those? And it was funny, the speeches weren't as bad... As you thought they
0: would have been, but still. But I mean, Clinton is the perfect image of the corrupt machine politician, you know? And she, and to make matters worse, then it's not just, I mean, her to begin with, but then she could have played her cards a little differently and maybe got that tiny edge that would have bumped her above Trump in this election. But what's the first thing she does? You know, she, she got the nomination she picks a vice president who is basically, you know. That it's, no one's ever heard of. No, that no one ever heard he of. He speaks and, Spanish, so that was
1: the, like the big hook. They're, oh, the Latinos love this white Spanish speaker. That's going to fix that.
0: And the one who ever heard of him said, Good God, what are you thinking? <laughs> Because the second, I mean, to me, is like the second she won and she started doing these things. Oh, my other favorite was after via WikiLeaks, Debbie Westman Schultz was busted for being, uh, you know, trying to rig the whole thing toward Clinton. Yeah. She, she had to step down as chair of the DNC. And what does Clinton do? She promptly hires her for her own campaign, which is like... Why are you slapping in the face over and over the people whose votes you need? I don't know. Because, you know, she could have done something to try to... She was clearly losing the people in the Democratic Party, or maybe not even Democratic Party, but people in the middle where needed some kind of a sign that you're a human being, some kind of a sign that you're not going in a completely corrupt, conservative direction.
1: Or maybe you might go up against Wall Street and uh, let's put two women up. We got one. Let's put Elizabeth Warren
0: there. That would have been a slam dunk because
1: those women who didn't vote for her would
0: have been influenced enough. Now, some would have still been for sure. On up top, but I the numbers do this. are
1: crazy. I mean, Wisconsin,
0: 27,000 votes. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get Pennsylvania, uh, 80,000 votes. Not hiring Debbie Wesson Marshall. Yes. Like, to me, that the second she started doing this, that's where I felt this is a repeat of 2000. And it actually turned out exactly that way, you know, where, where you have an Al Gore who picks uh, Joe Lieberman as his vice oh president, you know, the most conservative is the exact guy same you move. could possibly find.
1: Because they always feel like they have to placate the Republicans, which which is why Comey is where he was, because Barack right. picked a Republican trying to bridge... They gotta
0: stop that. Exactly, because that never works. Never. They always you know?
1: stab you in the back. What was Louis
0: Fries? Well, look the what thing, he did to Clinton. Well, the point is also if you are gonna pick, if you are gonna be a bad copy of a Republican, people will pick a Republican. I'll, either if I, if that's what I want, I'll pick the original version. I'm exactly. not gonna pick no, the you know, watered down. <laughs> so you know the idea that that's somehow how you win election, the idea that establishment candidates. Are still, like by anybody is a joke. I mean, and the fact that the inside people who make a living in politics did not see that coming, did not realize that pushing Clinton forward or Clinton making the choices she made was complete political suicide. The, that means they're so blind, man. Yeah, there's a level of stupidity there that just downright embarrassing. Well,
1: I was in know. Tennessee for 2000. I stood in the rain waiting to hear what I thought was going to be an acceptance speech, what I thought was going to be a concession right. speech, and then they just drove off and told us all to go home. But Al Gore didn't bother to come to Tennessee one more time.
0: No, no, I mean, it's...
1: It was that simple.
0: It's really it's like... just a complete repeat. And it's funny because when you think about it, is politics is probably the only field in anything I can think of where in which having no experience... Is, is a plus. Yeah, it's better. It's like you know, if you want to have somebody who's a surgeon, you don't grab somebody off the street. You want somebody who knows about. Tried it a few times. The problem is in politics, where just about everybody with a record has a record that is corrupt. You know, unless you are the crazy guy from Vermont who has been at odds with everybody else. And
1: got it right the whole time, was March,
0: with MLK, voted against the Iraq War. Amazing. And that's why Sanders could play, despite having been a career politician, could play the outsider card yeah. because he was. You know, he didn't fit really in any in the Republican machine, in the Democratic machine, he didn't fit in anybody's machine. People may not like him for some reason, but you know, he, he did not have a career of corruption or shit like that behind him. So, of course, he can come across as the outsider. Obama, you know, barely showed up in politics one day. Next day, he's running. There's no history to look back there. So, he's he does fit the outsider role there. Trump, of course, I mean, doesn't that one day in politics. Like, of course, he's like a reality TV star. There's no...
1: Yeah, well, he has that, that and that's sort of his, like, bubble of... He's got name recognition yeah. Off the off the chart. So... He and Hillary are kind of in that same moment, not liked, yeah. but both with
0: huge amounts of support doctored up one way or another. And that's the thing is like here you got people like, like it's funny when you think about Obama and Trump were obviously so different from each other on so many levels, but the message that you're getting by these guys winning election is the same, which is, people don't want the insiders the 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 career politicians they have seen over and over and he's getting progressively you know obama two years in office little history but he's a little bit of an insider not much he's mostly come across as the guy who's going to be the different one regardless of the fact that then he didn't but you know he comes across that way Now we are at the level exactly of the reality TV star. I think next... I don't know where the next one is. I don't know where the bottom below that is. Especially that step down. is. But again, the step down is also a funny concept because the reality is that on one end you have the people who are the politicians who are hated by everyone and not for wrong reasons. For the most part, for good reasons because the overwhelming majority of politicians, that's exactly why you don't want them because you see everything that's wrong with corruption, with sleazy deals with horrible pol- policies being passed over and over. So you say anything but that, but then the alternative is yeah. Random dudes. You pick off the street with no idea of anything, <laughs> what they are talking about to the sweet Yeah. It's like, it's like, those are the choices you're talking about. Either we need somebody who is like completely ignorant of the field or we need somebody who knows about the field and is an awful human being those are really those are the options and in that sense speaking of option even in the democratic primaries i mean the fact that i mean i think of course sanders should have had a better shot than clinton did against trump but the point is that can be your choice you know the 302 year old jewish atheist socialist guy can't be your oh that would have been the good choice because the reality is that you, you are tying your feet in a race to start with. You know, that cannot be the guy who was the easier choice. Because granted, between him and Clinton, he was the better one. Oh, yeah. And he had that mojo. He had that. Totally. The people. Absolutely. And if you don't have that passion, you're never going to win. Yeah, and that's the other thing. is like people need to get excited about a candidate. Yep. And if you can generate excitement, and regardless, you know, maybe you will love Hillary Clinton and think she's awesome. But the fact is, anybody who's not completely stupid, need to recognize that she does not generate excitement, that people don't like her. And that's actually what was funny about this election, is that you have an election between two candidates who have some of the highest rates of dislike yeah, ever of anybody. And those are the it boils down to those two people. Out of 330 million people. What the hell is wrong? Where's Don Carlin when you need him to run for president? Oh, he responded. His response
1: is awesome. Check that out. It came out yesterday. What did he say? you we, are we getting what we deserve. Yeah. And you can't really be surprised. No, no, no. And, you know, maybe it was a perfect storm of failures for her, but.
0: Yeah, but again, it's like, to me, it's not that a Clinton president would have been a good thing. You know, I don't. I wasn't exactly looking forward to a Clinton presidency. Well, but,
1: but, you know, and when it comes, the, the biggest thing worries me about Trump, and we agreed to this answer already, is the
0: environmental issues.
1: No, and in fact, that's the
0: that's the problem. And I don't problem, think but... she would have. No. She's not going to be over ripping the Paris Accord up first thing. And no, that's exactly my problem. That when it comes to certain issues like environment, which to me it shouldn't even be a political issue, right? I mean, nobody. I don't care if you are religious or not religious, conservative or liberal. It doesn't matter. It's like nobody wants poison in their water or in no. their air. Or it's, it's It should be such a basic thing. Yeah, that if you're not make, on Team Earth. Yeah, if you can't unite on making life possible, I don't know what the hell you can unite about, right? That's but, a true madness. And, and that's
1: that, what they've all had up their sleeves the whole time too, you know, these oil men and their money, and that's all they care about is squeezing the last penny. And the terrifying notion that we're going to go through at least four more years Yeah, that's, of them that's the problem, that ransacking like, the planet
0: Democratic policies about the environment are basically people who are driving the train toward destruction at 60 miles an hour. Republican policies about the environment are people who are driving the train toward destruction at 180 miles an hour. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's not that instead you say, oh, you know, under Obama, there were these amazing policies. No, they weren't, but they were a hell of a lot better than the way they were under Bush or the way they are shaping up to be under Trump. Again, better is only a relative term because I'm not just saying they were good. I'm saying, compared to the like Trump, like Bush had done, he's stocking up with oil industry, coal, all the industries that are basically the coal. dinosaur. How many, coal, the, how many coal miners are left? Yeah, exactly. That's the why would you defend that? And the problem with that is that that stuff is not sustainable, plain no. and simple, it's monstrously polluting and now i understand the problem with that you know i do get it because for example if we are to switch away from oil coal uranium you know all the traditional highly polluting sources of energy that we have that means invest in monstrous amounts of money with no promise of a return anytime soon because the reality mm-hmm. is we don't know yet fully what is the one thing that if there is one or is a combination of many that's going to do it. Is it a better use of solar energy? Is it a better, you know, there are some great steps that are being made right now, but they are baby steps. We're still kind of groping in the dark. And we're not in baby of...
1: step territory right now. We're in full emergency, World War II level, everybody in. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, they may not be perfectly proven or tested, but wind farms do work. Well, and that's and the thing, every like... Every fucking square inch of rooftop in Southern California should already, years ago, Even if they were shitty and rickety and didn't work that great, have the first generation of solar panels on their roofs already. Yep. That, so, it's tough to say, and I understand, but as far as, like, you want to save these few coal mining jobs because these guys aren't going to have jobs, and we got to worry about that, but they had no problem shutting down thousands of factories?
0: Well, and that's the thing. You
1: can't even get a United States-made washing machine anymore.
0: No, there's that, Exactly. I just kind and of put all that in the same boat where they
1: don't care about people. They care about these bigger... Keep the Saudis happy. Why are we always keeping the Saudis happy? We don't need the fucking oil anymore. I mean...
0: Well, but that's, I think, the part of the problem is that when you're talking about oil, when you're talking about coal, when you're talking about industries, particularly oil, that have a ridiculous amount of money, nobody's thinking long-term there.
1: No, they want to make it now because they don't care.
0: Exactly. short-term greed. And the problem is that the people who are running on short-term grid are the one with such a degree of power because of the billions of dollars they have stocked up. They they both politicians on the left, on the right. Oh, they pay them all. Between. They don't care. Exactly. Everybody's in their pocket. That's that's exactly the problem. And I, in fact, when the way I look at it, for example, on the some listeners have asked us to comment on the DAPL um, issue, you know, the Dakota's Access Pipeline and all of that. I mean, when you look at it, it was funny. You have the Jill Stein of the world, who clearly have no chances of winning anything, who are there spray painting, bulldozers, and stopping stuff. And granted, you know, you may not agree with Stein on other issues, but on this particular thing, she's taking a pretty clear stance. Bernie Sanders, who's one step up in terms of electability, and is all, she's not there at the front line, but he expressed over and over again support for Help stopping. Help sell the, T-shirts right now. Uh, exactly the Dakota the success pipeline thing then you go to the Obama level and that's where you see why people don't vote Democrats at some point because Obama is like trying to be the nice guy and he's saying things like oh I strongly recommend that the people running the pipeline voluntarily stop the project for a while until we can find a solution and of course the pipeline guys say yeah right fuck off stop we're almost done and Obama doesn't do anything about it You know, so it's kind of like that it's that Jimmy Carter type of like back in the 70s where he would tell the worst dictatorships around the world that the U S supported, Hey, you guys need to clean up your human rights record, or we're not going to give you money no more. And this guy said, whatever, we're going to do what we want to do. And Carter said, okay, so where do I send the check again? It's like, you can't. talk big and don't back it up you know which is kind of what obama has been doing on this stuff but at least there was a semblance of talk then you go to clinton where her statement on the Dakota access pipeline when finally after tons and tons of requests she commented was the most bullshit politician crafted statement that basically said these guys have some grievances and these guys have needs of jobs for oil. And I think we should understand everybody's positions and take it into account before we, which basically she went on for like 20 lines without saying anything. It's a possible baby. Exactly. It it was just one of those. I'm not going to go there at all. And so the degrees keep getting worse and worse. And then you get to Trump who is uh, was invested in the Dakota success pipeline. Yeah. So, you know, you go from, the crap that you dive into at that level is insane and you know the issue with the pipeline is this um, well one funny story about the pipeline issue is this that before running it just two miles outside of the reservation boundary under the bed of the missouri river the plan was for the pipeline to go to bismarck, bismarck yeah north dakota and uh, the problem is that the governor was invested into the pipeline Is in Bismarck and was like, "Uh, you know what, I would rather not have a pipeline than me rupture next to me. How about we put it right outside of the reservation next to those damn Indians? Much better. Yeah, that's... It's their water. Don't worry about our water. uh, And so the problem with that is, I mean, I get the bigger issue. The bigger issue is as long as you are dependent on oil, somebody will build pipelines somewhere. And, you know, you do hear the arguments of, uh, oh, if you don't have the pipeline, you have to send it with trucks and trains. And sometimes there's even more danger with that. And, And, yeah, there's some of that. That's true. And, in fact, the point is not just reroute this pipeline outside of treaty lands that the native, you know, there's that. And I get that part. But there's also the bigger point of the whole story, which is. We need to stop thinking that building the next pipeline is the solution to anything. You know, the billions of dollars into moving oil from point A to point B, that game cannot keep being the plan A.
1: That'd be relics in 50 years.
0: Yeah. One way or another. Yeah, totally. So it's like you need to put a shitload of money into figuring out alternatives. And that's where it's at you know so it's like it's not just this particular pipeline the way it's set up having it next to the missouri river that's the biggest river in the area that has you know if you pollute that you really screw things up it's not just that the problem the problem is the bigger issue is dependency on oil the fact that as long as that's what our civilization runs on we're screwed
1: were. Well, the buffalo are sending their message.
0: So yeah, that was pretty funny when That's they a great that, when they herded a bunch of buffalos to heading toward the police on that. And when you see those images, it's crazy because you see the protesters there. They have done an amazing job at keeping it peaceful under yes. very stressful conditions.
1: What stressful was like a bunch of jackbooted mental patients? Well, maybe not mental patients well, doing their job, but right. they've all got batons. some
0: have got canisters of tear gas on facing these people off on their own land, peaceful protesters. Right. And you had the, uh, in fact, there were some who just turned in their badge. There were some from Wisconsin who said, we're done, you know, we're not doing this, this is bullshit. This is not what I became a cop for because they are people who actually have Yeah. Different ideas of what it means to be a cop, not just being uh, as a soldiers for oh, the oil companies, but to art. actually, be, because they believe that being a cop actually can be a job to help people. And. I'm sure there are. Peace
1: ex- officer. That's what he used sure to be. I'm sure there are
0: quite a few cops who have those standards. Clearly, those are not the ones that they put at the front lines no. on the Dakota taxes Pipeline story. Because you see these, I mean, over. And my mom went out there twice already. And yes, yeah, some of the stories you get are are insane. I, probably I'll use it as an episode cover for uh, this episode. There's an iconic, there are two images that are amazing. There's both of them of natives on horseback facing off with the police. How great that
1: one of your charges the cops. I saw a
0: couple <laughs> of different ones that are awesome. They are just, they have that Tiananmen, uh, lone man against the tanks kind of vibe to them. They're really powerful. It's. Uh, it kind of reminds me in some way of there's an, um, both in the Hobbit and in the Lord of the Rings, there were these posters where, in one case, is Gandalf against the Balrog, and in another case, is the archer in the Hobbit against the dragon. Right. Where you see this humongous fiery and monster, little
1: figure, and you
0: see this one thing standing in front of it. It's pretty much what I saw with these uh, images. But yeah, I mean, I love me some Tank Man. There's always to it. That's why right now the people there at the Dakota Success Pipeline thing, they They are not like Clinton, I tell you that much, because, you know, she clearly wasn't a friend and even Obama wasn't really doing much, but they are expecting the wars now with trump because again you go from guys who are oh i don't want to deal with it because it ruins my relationship with oil companies but i will need to please some environmentalist i'll talk both ways this is my wallet you're talking about to son? that's not gonna like, work fuck you just roll them all over I and need- he,
1: he refused to divest today he's handing it off to his kids like that's going to be a fine yeah. thing like he won't have any sort of opinion of how to had his own pocket. It's amazing. We've done yeah. the same thing again. It's like Cheney and, 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 yeah. and Halliburton not all that. over again. Oh, man, we need a war now, and then I could really make some money.
0: And that's where I find it... F- I mean, no, I find it sad, actually. The people who are not the racist assholes, the people who voted Trump because they, for rightful reasons, they hated Clinton and pointed out to all the problems that were Clinton presidents would have created. And, you know, I get all that, but many of these folks have this idea that somehow... Trump is actually an outsider just because he doesn't have political experience when you are a billionaire. And the first thing that you do is stock your cabinet. with told the same people evangelical Wall conservative, yes. Wall Street politicians, the Republican machine. You're not the alternative. Mm-mm. You just played a game. That's all there is to it. So the people who expect that Trump is suddenly going to be this outsider <laughs> who change the rules of the game. Yeah, welcome to 2008, you're you are basically the equivalent of a Democratic voter in 2008 thinking that Obama was going to change the rules of the game. Now
1: you so better be careful what you're saying there, because uh, the Attorney the- General Giuliani is going to get the recordings of this. We may have to podcast in secret, start using code names. What do you do now that Trump gets the NSA in his pocket?
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing that's one of the problems with... Uh, You know, Democrats have gone along with some terrible, terrible policies of empowering this uh, uh, security state. Stasi. Totally. (laughs) And now it's like you have given all these extra constitutional powers to government and now government is in the hands of Trump there's the fact that, yeah, the buyer's remorse that's going to kick in, which it's kind of what's happening. Like it, It's even a pattern. It's you already you, happening.
1: They're you, already saying that a piece of the Affordable Care Act... I don't. I think maybe Barack got a hold of and put the old Vulcan mind meld on him for a second. I don't know
0: what's They're going on. They're already saying the, the wall then, will be expensive and maybe we need to address other things. Well, But, I mean, it's the thing that happened at every election, right? Yeah, you they get talk about the shit. And, exactly. Who's <clears> then not going to do it. Then all the people hit the guts of that one. So they say, well, let's go to the other end of the pendulum. They get them in. Then they hit their guts because they suck. Then they say, well, I guess that's that's the problem of binary choices where there are no real choices. Yes. You know, you keep swinging from that turned out to be crap to let's try this. Oh, that turned out to be crap. That's, and of course, there are different degrees of crap. But still, the point is these, You know, the political game. And, you know, the funny thing is not just U.S., i was looking at like for example trump remind me a lot of berlusconi in italy mm-hmm. who's kind of similar you know every time he opens his mouth he says these horrible things they are like you cannot say shit like this you know it's like <laughs> and not just oh you can't because it's not politically correct it's like you are a moron if you say stuff like that like there was a case i remember seeing it when he visited uh germany and there was the german prime minister waiting for berlusconi in the car arrives there's the red carpet the German Prime Minister is waiting at the end of the red carpet. Berlusconi gets out of the car and he's in his you know, cell phone and spent 10 minutes walking around the car on his conversation. Well, you see all the German dignitaries just waiting there. That's when you Chancellor smacked, man. I can't even imagine. Exactly. And, and that's how the dude played everything, right? Or he made this. So the wow. guy was like a cartoon character a la Trump. He said, damn shit, a la Trump. But the funny thing is people kept voting for him. And on one end, you think, how can people be that stupid? Well, I've been thinking that a lot this week. But then there's the other side of the equation, that then you look at his opponents. Yeah. And the ones, with the only thing they have to say is, I'm not Berlusconi. You know, that's really all they got to offer. And which is kind of like, you know, realistically. I mean, I don't know anybody personally. I know I know two people, and I hate them both, who actually enthusiastically supported Clinton. I don't really know anybody. I know a lot of people who voted Clinton because they were like, he's not Trump. Yeah. But that's it. You Sounds know? terribly familiar now that you put it that way. That cannot be your rallying cry, I'm not the other one. Yeah. And the reality is that in his election, he was for both. You know, he was the, I'm not Trump, I'm not Clinton. That's really... And it turned out that people dislike Clinton even more than they dislike Trump. But that's, you know... That's kind of where it's at. And it's the same thing. Like I see throughout the world some wannabe fascists running for office who are terrible. And then against them, the left is presenting the worst she candidates with no personality with no charisma with no bolts and ultimately even no good policies and a taste for war in syria yeah well in clinton managed to up the scale because most of the left candidates elsewhere are not that war hawkish yeah but still that doesn't mean they are good they are just less toxic than clinton was but that's the actual thing you know that's the field on which you pick so it's like, do you want to be the egomaniac, want to be fascist, or do you want the uh, super corrupt, no personality, no real policy, whiny leftist? Like, Okay, can I get the third choice, please? Cause uh, well, you can, these, but he uh... doesn't.
1: He can't even name a, a, a world leader.
0: Well, that's the other problem is that you know you get the <clears throat> um, not only there are monstrous difficulties in getting the whole thing going, but then even when you look at like in this election, the Green or Libertarians. I mean, do I like them better than I like Trump or Clinton? Sure. Yeah, but you like that squirrel better. Yeah, that's the problem. That's not saying much. You know, there were big problems with both of them as well, plus the fact that they're never going to get elected. But beside that, it's not that they were, you know, you have these ideal candidates who can't win. No, you have eh, candidates who can't win against the monstrously bad candidates who can win. And you're like oh jesus that can be good but here we are yes here we are so election night
1: terrible but we survived it Mm -hmm. and the kids are out in the street hooting and hollering and already trump is blaming the press for that but the question i have what would have happened this goes along with what would al gore have done about 9-11 yeah yeah. things we can ponder forever but what would have happened if the results were reversed as far as electoral
0: and popular vote? With Clinton winging it or something like the that. The Trump
1: people, I feel convinced, would have been burning shit down.
0: Well, I mean, probably. But, again, we don't know and doesn't matter at this point. But no, it yeah, doesn't. Then-
1: but for them to be, come on, dissing these college kids that are just sort of marching around upset –
0: well, I mean, the reality is everybody likes to play the victim. Everybody likes to point at the stupidity of the other side. There's plenty to point at because there's so much to easy p- to do that, it. That, in fact, is my issue with this. It's like I don't, I, I refuse to have conversations based on I'm a leftist or I'm a conservative or some shit like that. Because to me, when you think in those terms, you're kind of an idiot. And you may be a smart idiot in the sense that this is just what everybody else does and you just didn't think this truly, but you are actually smart on some policies. But the point is solutions are never found in black and white ideologies. No. You know, you don't. The fact is, regardless of what you feel about them, on the right or on the left, there are some legitimate grievances both ways there are some issues where you need to look at it on both directions to actually figure out what's a healthy balance case in point you know you get look at the attitudes toward islam right the typical right-wing attitude is islam religion of evil they all suck now are there problem with muslim theology hell yeah so there's a point but of course this painting with this single brush stroke all of Islam as this one single evil entity congratulations you just alienated all the more mellow Muslims who could and should have been your allies in fighting off against Islamic fundamentalism by the same token you got the left that is like what? Islam is a religion of peace? There are no problems with Islam, Islam is its racism to suggest otherwise you guys are just, and it's like yeah there's a seed of truth there in the sense that yes there are some aspects of muslim theology that are more mellow there are clearly thousands and thousands of muslim people who are perfectly mellow nice human beings but at the same time you're a fucking idiot if you paint it with this one brush stroke as well because obviously there are major problems with some segments of the muslim world theologically speaking and with the action that it leads to and you trying to argue that that's not real you just alienated all of the people who have to deal with Islamic fundamentalism, who have to suffer the consequences, and you trying to deny that that's even a problem is you alienating all these people. Even mellow, even some of the more mellow Muslims who are suffering at the hands of extremists will be, what the hell are you talking about? There actually are some problems with this. So it's like both sides, they become so black and white in their approach and they are both again there's a seed of truth and then they blow it completely going in a stupid direction the reality is uh, you know it doesn't take a genius to see where it's at is there are probably millions of totally fine muslim people who don't present a problem to anybody else's survival they're not a threat to anybody they probably make good neighbors and there are also millions of muslim people who stick by some seriously scary theological positions who are committed to this idea of holy war who are behind how what's so hard about acknowledging that both things out there and that you need to work with the more mellow muslims trying to empower them more to make sure that the more extremist side doesn't become prevalent and take over
1: I don't think President Pence is going to have any trouble explaining that to you when you're in your right. indoctrination
0: camp. Exactly. It's like it's like It doesn't take a genius to figure it out. And what I just argue is not a liberal or a conservative position. It's just a not stupid position. It's just simply looking at it for what it is and drawing the obvious conclusion that anybody with... What I'm saying is not a smart thing. What I'm saying is anybody with three brain cells can put this together. And yet when you look at the typical discourse on Islam is either totally black or totally white i pick islam just for the hell of it i could pick like 10000 other topics and it would be the same thing it's you got you got people screaming loudly trying to fit and the problem is when you go by an ideological playbook all the way without acknowledging the life is more complicated than that? You know, look at immigration from places like Syria or stuff like that. Is it a good idea to just open the border to anybody who want to show up regardless? Well, there are clear problems with that. And if you don't acknowledge them, you're an idiot. Is it a good idea to just say, screw you, we don't care about any humanitarian crisis, we don't want anybody, you are a freakish, fascist it doesn't work because people always find a way in anyway. so your rhetoric is kind of just the same as saying just say no to drugs yeah good luck you know even if you are right it's not gonna work but also there are problems with that as well what's so damn hard to look at it of like okay we want to screen figure out who can be assimilated in a way that's healthy for everybody and who actually presents a threat Not a genius solution, it's just the obvious solution, it's the easy solution.
1: And some acceptance that you'll never be able to get it all right. There's always going to be some smooth cat that's going to slide through, but if you buckle it down so tight that nobody gets through, well then now who's behind the gate?
0: Well, and that's the thing is like you create, you adopt one radical solution one way, you screw things up. You adopt the opposite solution, you screw things up. People, again, going back to the whole idea of binary thinking that we have been hammering on, think that if A is bad, then B must be the solution. Where the reality often is that A is bad, B is bad. A combination of the best of A and B is actually good, you know, where it's not... So that's kind of what I see. And I think in that regard, a lot of the Trump success is backlash against oh. the stupidity of the left. There's the institutional stupidity that we have referred to as the Democratic Party kind of thing. Yep. There's also the cultural stupidity. You know, the fact that there is such a thing as having taken politically correctness way too far to the point that it does create a backlash. I give you some examples. You know, when you have... Uh, Cal State LA creating dorms for only black students to avoid protect to protect their feelings from some of the insensitive things that they may hear elsewhere.
1: Their feelings? First of all, if you're 18 years old and black, I think you've probably encountered most everything you're going to encounter.
0: But yet, catering to this idea, it's or you know, there was a demonstration by students at Berkeley where they blocked the path to any white people to show. It was kind of like you're what you're trying to do is you're trying to create racist people who weren't racist before you you act that way you you make them racist you know, or you know there are ten thousand issues where the politically correct position end up alienating anybody who's already not on board with you, and all the people in the middle who are not racist by default you push them toward more. You feel like if you are the alternative to racism, I go back to my racist uncle and I'm more at home with him, you know? That's so sad, man. I mean, I thought college, in addition to getting your
1: education, it was the experience it was supposed to be. To be in the dorm Mm -hmm. with a bunch of different people you'd never been around before. Those are the important moments. And to erase that or set it so that here's your little protective bubble over here. And if you get really upset, we'll find a quiet place for you so you can...
0: Yeah, I mean, even like... It has gone too far. Even like after the election, there was a whole thing of like, uh, let's create uh, counseling sessions for distraught students over the election. It's like, this is the stereotype of what the right laughs at their right to laugh at
1: Because yeah, it's ridiculous you're
0: such a whiny bitch there's a problem you know there's like come on dude it's like i understand you want to have a discussion about it yeah that's healthy and that's well you can that's do that and we can education. go
1: out in into the commentary and we can hoot and holler and yell and t-
0: talk but, but, don't, but turn it into a oh your feelings are crushed you need the safe space welcome to planet earth yeah it's like come on man no wh- these the bad days are coming and that stuff is precisely what empowered the opposite what empowered the comeback of racism and because the alternative what painted as that's actually what drives me nuts about kind of the whole alternative right thing is that when you read some of their shit these guys are awful you know they are just absolutely awful but the and now
1: emboldened.
0: But the social justice warrior stupidity oh. has given has opened the door because what happens is that they, rather than going back to the way it used to be, which is saying I'm a damn racist and you're open about it, they endorse often positions that are pretty close to that, but they get to be justified as I'm not racist, I'm just against this stupid political correctness, and the problem is they're right because the political correctness is stupid. Yeah. But where they take it it's is not dumber. any, exactly. Yeah. It's even worse. So it's like, God damn man. It's like, why is it that everywhere one turns, it seem to be, you're stuck with option A that sucks and option B that sucks a lot worse. And the two are fighting each other and you're supposed to pick a side. It's like, I don't want to pick between these idiots. They are <clears throat> both really bad.
1: Which brings us to common ground. Mm-hmm. The only way we survive all this is to find it, Yep. but damn, is it hard to find sometimes.
0: Oh, yeah. Quite a bit.
1: I found some common ground with Donald Trump. What is? I love orange Tic Tacs,
0: too. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> so at least There's we have something uh, to pivot right, on, that's you know? Start.
1: You got to start somewhere. I don't have much else. I personally, and this is just the rose-colored glasses after <laughs> a terrible defeat. First of all, it's good to have your world shaken a little bit
0: every once in a while.
1: It wakes you up.
0: But to me, it's like it was defeat already when you know when when the choices were Clinton and Trump. It was a defeat already. Yeah, but the, it, it was but, but I hadn't accepted the the reality of President Trump. No, in fact, that takes it to a whole new. That's world. what I mean
1: by that. that, that takes, so it was and, a and real incidentally, smack. Incidentally, you know,
0: whereas. Whereas I draw incredible satisfaction by looking at Hillary Clinton's face and see her crush and burn, at the same time you turn and the realization of a Trump presidency erases any satisfaction I may have got. Because that's the reality of it. You know, you were stuck with those two choices. They both
1: so. had to be shocked that night, don't you think? For,
0: uh, I see. You know Hillary coming was. coming in. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like, yeah, those guys were people who should not be part of the gym pool, but they are, so whatever. But nobody in their right mind should want them to lead anything other than their local McDonald's, perhaps.
1: I wonder uh, I wonder what Joe Biden was thinking election night.
0: Yeah, he's like, stupid motherfucker. You could have But well, he did have he a
1: tragic have... sort of... With his son dying.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So you
1: can understand that derailing somebody at the worst moment.
0: Yeah. But he could have skated in. Yeah, totally. The... Um... Yeah, man. It's painful. And the thing that's painful to me about it is that, you know, you got normally, you got one president, eh, so what? They can't do much, you know, because they get blocking from the other side and all of it. Here you have a party that was this close to suicide two weeks ago. And now they run everything. That now has House of Representatives, Senate, presidency, and soon to have Supreme Court. But I can find one tiny little... Golden nugget in that. Please do. You wanted
1: this, go get it. Go do it. Let's see it. You've have all these plans, you had all oh, these no. notions. I mean they're
0: gonna wreck it into the ground. The problem yeah. is everybody gotta everybody, crash everybody with pays them. for it. Yeah. yeah. They're driving, but we're in the bus. Exactly. It's like I'm not happy that the... But still
1: after all this talk of oh Obamacare and all this well what do you got?
0: No, no, nothing. Of course they got nothing. But again the problem is the price to be paid will be for everybody.
1: And we have a bit of insulation. Here on mm-hmm. our island, our island on the land I've heard right. it called California. At least we, we're not going to change out here.
0: Yeah, but again, there are federal laws. There are like, did you see the one that they're the whole, uh, if you have a medical marijuana card, you can Can't buy guns. can get a gun. Yeah, yeah, that was where did the NRA come up on that yeah, one? Yeah, exactly. They didn't Somehow even... Somehow they didn't bother. Didn't Same thing as they didn't bother when it was the Black Panthers having guns back in the 60s. Suddenly, laws against guns were where totally they, you fine. You figured they would
1: have been out here handing out guns. It's
0: no, like, but if you try you to take guns away from people who are monstrously mentally disturbed, that's that's a problem. No.
1: I just, oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. I tried to get... Try to get happy about it. Try to, you know, unpack something. And, okay, it's going to be okay. And, you know, he can only do so much. And, yeah, he's going to have five Supreme Court justices for all the terrible things. But it's the ones you don't remember. It's like, oh, and Russia. You know, a thousand other little sparks. I have a friend whose wife is Russian. Mm -hmm. And the night of the election, they were sending all these crazy memes over. And one would be Putin eating popcorn, you know. Of course. Uh, What were the other ones? How many electoral votes does Ukraine get?
0: Right, right, right. Now, of course, and my
1: favorite one, hats that said, "Make Alaska Russia again." <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: uh, that's up next. They were having uh, a blast. Yeah, man, it's it's comical if there wasn't a tragic element to it. And again, I'm not picking specifically on Trump or Republicans or these, because again, I think from every. This is, by the way, that cracked me up on the i made a couple of facebook posts on this where i had ripped the, the democratic national convention for 18 lines then i spent probably four and a half lines talking shit about trump i did not get one message by hillary voters with hurt feelings probably because i don't know any but <laughs> i got like a shit storm of uh, trump guys all pissed off It's like Really, like, you can't deal with four lines of criticism after the bulk of the post was about Democrats. And you won. And it's like, that to me, that's actually what's funny about it is that, you know, the conservatives who whine about social justice warriors, they really are the same. Because they are as easy to take offense, as over easy and to over start again. whining and crying, as the worst left-leaning social justice warrior kind of thing. Because I, so I, cause I found,
1: like, when it came to, like... Early on, Clinton and Bernie,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, those are people who cut from the same cloth, that they're the, fed up with the status with quo. The who, yeah, yeah. The, you know, I'm not talking about the Nazis on the sure, one hand, sure, the tree sure. huggers on the other I'm talking about the kind of regular folks who yeah. have had a really hard time for the past 20 years. Yeah,
0: we're pieced with the establishment.
1: And they're ready to blow it up.
0: Totally. Totally.
1: And by
0: God, it looks like they're going to. Yeah. <laughs> Fun times. <laughs> yes. All right, so that's enough election stuff for a minute. Yeah, let's get rid of it. Let's jump into some cheerful topics. Excellent. The Walking Dead. Oh. Well, no, it's not. And that's kind of my point. And it's actually not just about The Walking Dead. I mean, I use that as an example, but on a bigger scale. There's. This is the first time ever that I got heavily into a series and I don't see it through. And I kind of saw it coming at the end of season six where they were going. And I actually stopped an episode or two before the end of season six because I wanted to see how it would play out. And once I read about season, the beginning of season seven, I'm like, I'm done. I, I, I'm not going to watch this anymore. And I think what happens is this is to me, it really boils down to storytelling that, I mean, one of the problems of the walking dead was it being repetitive. You know, you can only play the same scenario so many times before it becomes a joke. You know, you can't have, go look for the safe place. get got kicked out, deal with the Uber, Uber villain, the, It's like. You can only do it, but that I could live with, that I don't mind, I mean, a little repetitiveness, okay, sure, i live with it. The part I don't dig is the same part that sometimes troubles me about Game of Thrones, which I still like, I still enjoy watching, but the whole basis of storytelling is that you need to get people to identify with characters. Because if you don't get people to identify with characters, nobody cares. Yep. So why should I watch it if I don't care about the characters, you know? Being character-driven is one of the key things of a lot of storytelling. You can only play the will do the surprise and kill off a main character so many times before people have to switch off identification, because otherwise it becomes a complete masochist endeavor to just I watch I am dead uh, again. Yeah, Damn. let's watch all the people I enjoy... If Hand up, brutally murdered, you know, that's not going to work very well. But if you get it to that point, then you lose audience because nobody want to watch anymore something where they have to turn off character identification in order to enjoy it. And if they do, then you lose them. Ma- see where I'm going. It's oh, kind yeah? of like, and I get it. You know, you can do it a little bit. Game of Thrones flirted with pushing over the lines a few times, but it's still at that boundary. Like the last season, for example, they hardly killed off anybody. Made, you know, they do this. But the point is, again, there are, once you cross certain lines, there's nothing storytelling wise that you can do that makes it okay. That makes it, oh, we can forget about that part. Now there's the upward arc. No,
1: I jumped out completely. And funny enough, Gretchen watched the next episode and she says it's a great episode.
0: I'm sure it is.
1: They're, but because they introduced their new king or yeah, their yeah, new yeah
0: yeah. But the point is yeah. So
1: Once it's been enough. Luckily for Game of Thrones, the story is getting bigger than the characters. It's almost like we know the people that sit yeah. down here, but now that it's all building to the big finish.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my thing though has been I'm not expecting stories that are all happy ending, everything works out, or no drama, because of course you know all stories are built on conflict. Nobody wants to watch a happy movie about peace for two hours. It just doesn't work for some reason.
1: Uh-oh. Really?
0: Yeah, sadly. It's Back to uh, the
1: typewriter.
0: Exactly. that has I'll to be, be that. I was talking about my
1: happy day when I learned <laughs> that my frogs were singing. And then we had pizza. And then some friends came over and we played Canasta for a few hours. And, and nobody got a DUI on the way home the end. That's not... Isn't
0: that funny how the human mind craves conflict? That's what we are fascinated with like even the happy story there has to be conflict in it in order the love story the romantic comedy there has to be a, co- a conflict there for it to drive the story
1: and we learn it young yeah kids are there's nothing more cruel than a bunch of bully kids
0: whereas if we have a just uh happy everything works out from beginning to end there's no arc people are like so where's the where's the conflict Where's the
1: it is an interesting thing, but maybe it's just being a biological creature. It comes down to that. I mean, no, I I, I've watched Trials too. of Life many a time, and you know I'll never forget to watch it with Emily one time, the happy hippo mama with her little hippo baby. Right. No, and no, man, of course everything was great, great until the angry yeah, male yeah, came by and
0: chomped him real yeah. good, and that's life. No, but that's the thing. is like I get it to some level, but of course, is if you want to attract an audience, if you want to attract people, you need to give them... a in some way or another, an inspiring feeling. Because otherwise, you're just banking on the audience of masochists. I'm sure there are some, but that's not what you want to do. You don't want to do ultimately because it sucks, because it's really not inspiring, which to me is what art should do. And you don't want to do it even in terms of economics, because you're only banking on a small segment of people who will be the hardcore masochist. Oh. You cannot... So to me... And there's another side to it too. There was something that Tom Robbins used to write. That um, Tom Robbins had this piece where basically he said, "Now, most modern literature is complete crap. And part of the reason why most modern literature is complete crap is because somewhere along the way we got sold this idea that the real focus of literature should be dysfunction." That it should all be about some fucked up character dealing with a fucked up situation where it's all based on disease essentially, and his thing was like to me, art, literature, music should enlighten should uh, should make people happier to be alive, should uh, inspire people to overcome terrible things should you know should do something that ultimately elevate the quality of life. Analyzing the disease and looking at it while you steer the pot and not really even—that's not art. That's some weird SNM game that just serves no purpose. And I'm like, I got to say, I'm with him on that.
1: Where do sad songs
0: fit in, though? Where does the? No, there is some, but even that to me is there's an epic quality to. I have a whole playlist in my iTunes that's all depression songs, you know, where it's like. But even that, there's something beautiful about it, where there's an epic quality to this intensity of the... It's different. There's epic there. Even in the pain, there's yeah, celebration there's of something, humanity. Yeah, whereas once you pass a certain line, like in The Walking Dead story, in much of the literature, the way it tends, like, oh, we're going to have... At some point, I want to have on the podcast uh, Darryl Cooper. I don't know who that, that is. is. Um, you ever listen to... Um, Martyr made podcast. Mm-mm. Oh, you missed out. Martyr made podcast. Weirdest title ever. In fact, every time I announce it, people are like, what the hell was the name of the podcast you mentioned? Yeah. Martyr, as in uh, somebody who's been martyred. Oh, okay. Made, M A D E. How would you pronounce it so that people actually understand? Martyr made. Okay, well, hopefully. yours is more fun though. Okay. Martyr made. <laughs> well, uh, Daryl is really smart. He's brilliant. He did this. He's serious so far. I mean, he's gonna go in other topics, but so far his entire series has been all on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, on the genesis of it all. Oh has he got a solution for us? And uh well that we can ask him when we have him. But <laughs> but beside that, we had a conversation once with him where I was really he was defending uh you know the guy who wrote The Road? Oh, that, yeah, um, Karmic McCormick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that shit, to be honest.
1: I hate that book.
0: I find I hate that book, I hate everything that the dude has written. And the fact that the guy is praised as a genius, I find it you got to be fucking kidding me. That's not
1: the road is one of the darkest things I ever read and then for them actually make a movie out of it which I never watched
0: No, but so that I mean I guess we'll save it for when we have that earlier because he was actually a fan of uh, some of this writing I'm just completely horrified but to me exactly he represents that type of worldview that is just cynical there's nothing redeeming or beautiful or anything that makes you feel like you actually want to be alive so to me that's not art art should do that if art doesn't do it, it if it doesn't put you in contact with the intensity of life and eventually even if it makes you deep down if it doesn't bring an arc back there's no point and in some cases okay the walking dead is once you deep past a certain point to me you can't bring him back no more because yeah. the kind of horror you have unleashed so much that there is no upward arc. We don't want to. We don't want to play in that world anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's like done over. But but in any case, that's funny, that that's my... a
1: terrible notion that folks live and feel that way. That's terrible. To yeah. Be so immersed in the, because even on a bad day, man, I can watch a hummingbird flit about and know that it's all right a little bit.
0: And I think that's what I like about Tom Robbins that he can write novels that are happy. And Even if a, they're about terrorist bombers and their uh, dynamite. You well, know, yeah, there will be conflict because, <laughs> again, I get the fact that conflict is part of the gig, but they are happy ultimately. And it can be amazing at it because, you know, the typical stereotype is you got either the suffering, brutish mm, artist who is deep or the superficial, stupid crap. Yeah. Tom is a perfect example, like EQ, like some of my idols who have this quality of making enjoyment of life epic. You know, it doesn't... Have, epic doesn't have to be drama and horror. Epic can be happy and epic at the same time. And that, to me, is where what a real artist does. Well, again, a real artist is bullshit because, of course, there's more than one way. But that's the kind of thing that I'm attracted to. That's what I think is uh, where it's at.
1: Well, you'll be a good guess when we go to the Broad in December because nothing better than modern art to really get you a good chuckle going oh my god and the insanity yeah
0: yeah no it's
1: that's but I always celebrate the fact that somebody the vision came into their head mm-hmm. it's wild and crazy and maybe even stupid but by god you finished it and you executed it and here it is and we can all laugh or ignore or whatever yeah. but still that's somebody's effort and I think that's the reward all by itself that Someone put the time in.
0: Yeah, that helps. May That's not have been the way story. you or I would spend no. any time. And <laughs> yeah.
1: Example after example after example. Of that, for sure. But it is something to celebrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, I feel you there. And if you're lucky like those folks, some
1: really rich people yeah,
0: the came along and saw the it. The blue and, dot on the white canvas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they got the work. crazy
1: things. like uh, There's one at the Lagma as well. the big pink balloon dog. Uh-huh. Well, they have the big blue balloon yeah. dog to go with it in their own museum now. Wow. But they also, at the Lacman right now, they have a room called the Rain Room. Have you heard about this? No. You go in, and it senses where you are. And I don't know how big it is. my mm. imagination, is like a basketball court. Sure. And wherever you are, it's not raining. Wow. Weird. So as you stroll through, the rain stops. It's weird, all around but you. It's but it's all around you.
0: That's actually cool. Yeah, yeah. That I like.
1: And the Broad has something called the Infinity Room. And you walk out on this platform, and once you get out on the platform, you're surrounded by crystals and lasers and lights. And it looks like it goes on forever.
0: Wow, that's that's actually interesting.
1: Yeah. That I can dig better than the blue yeah, dog the blue. Yeah, the blue dot. Oh yeah, not the so big much. the blue dot on the circle. But even I, you know, with the docents around, um, they do tell you interesting things. You know, like when you see that red square on a black canvas and ponder
0: what? They'll say, "Go try it yourself." You uh, And to make that. Perfect square. No, I feel you, but you still are considerably more patient than I am in that regard. You just um, laugh at it and move on. Yeah, around. I'm just like, come on, man. Well, that's... as a struggling painter
1: myself, you know, I can't can't make too much fun. I see. Because I, I can't see. get that goddamn square to be straight for I all see. the teens. I feel you. <laughs> but regardless, I, oh man. Our our worldview has been torn from us, I think. I think that's what's been worrisome, and that's why the good college kids are out bouncing around. But yeah. they have to realize it's not going to change that much. No. My grandmother used to say to me, and she's passed since the last election, and it really hit me. Because mm-hmm. um, I used to march around, at George Bush down yeah. for some the trouble and She's like, well, just wait. And then when my man won, she's like, did your man win this time? How much did it
0: change? Yeah, yeah sure. No, I get it. I, think, I really think that, in fact, to me, the one big one tend to be environmental issues, which yeah. nobody solves. No, one side, not the other, but some people tend to fuck up more than others. That's where it's at.
1: Well, when it doesn't snow in Canada this fall.
0: Yeah, that's a bit of that a That may problem. be the
1: wake-up that we need. I thought
0: the one when, uh,
1: was it Jerry Brown or maybe it was even Schwarzenegger, went up to check the snowpack
0: mm-hmm. about three years ago. There wasn't any snow. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I go up to Big Bear all the time beautiful lake gone it's shrinking by the second yeah it's even because like he hadn't been
1: there in three years he's like the lake is gone yeah it's ridiculous every so it is totally time. fed by the snow
0: yeah and every si- and last winter I freaking put shovel snow for four hours to get inside my drive so it's not that it didn't snow but apparently compared to what it's actually needed it's not magic. enough you know it's that's good fishing up there because they stock trout in that lake yeah not anymore oh <sighs> So, there's dead uh, fish yeah, everywhere because yeah, yeah. they don't have enough oxygen and water and stuff.
1: I know. Between between the, the, the algae blooms and the, and the dead yep. zones on the coast to the fact they're saying there'll be more plastic in the ocean than fish by 2050.
0: Goodbye sushi. Oh,
1: imagine, imagine you. What, who was it saying? I th- maybe it was Chris Ryan. But the fact that every bodega in the world has a tin of tuna that you can get for 55 cents. To keep you alive. Right.
0: That's not going to be the case for very no. long. And no, we already switched
1: it's... to albacore to try to offset. Right, right,
0: right, Which is
1: nice, but it's a different creature. It's a
0: different thing, yeah, completely.
1: So, yeah, children of the world, uh, we are aware, but we have not nearly reacted the way we should be. And it's going to be tough to be a grandfather at some point explaining to the babies why there's no tigers or elephants left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Well, it's... Chinese guys couldn't get an erection. So we, uh, and they, wouldn't, they didn't like the. Did you
0: see that there's a project to um, create ivory that is indistinguishable from the one from elephants but completely artificially made? Yeah. And that's interesting. It's, that a, gr- it's be, a good concept. Technology could solve some stuff. Let's see. Well, a couple of other things. Let's jump as we, since this episode, we we don't do it in segments. We're not doing any of that. We're just doing one big giant run from topic to topic.
1: And I'm ready to get back to my singing frogs. So.
0: <laughs> I like your singing I'm going to record
1: them and bring it along next time. You
0: should. Shit. Couple of, uh, let's throw a couple of things out there. though. So I will put a link in the episode notes. There's um, the Datsusara commercial that we had done a few episodes ago got animated. And they used it. I went to watch EBI, the the Adibrao Invitational Grappling Tournament, and they used it there. And they streamed that one on the UFC channel, on UFC Fight Pass. Actually, we had both the Micro Ninja ones that we had done way early on. And then this one that we had done on Isis and uh, everything else. It's funny, that
1: animation looks so much like the old Ren
0: and Stimpy cartoon those guys great it's hilarious it's fun so i'll put a link in the episode notes for that one awesome and other piece of information um by the time we release this is what the end of the month something like that (laughs) the way i see it this one will
1: be yeah this will be our december 1st no this will
0: be this will be the mid-month
1: this is mid-month
0: wow that's coming up quick okay so the um, december 11th miss savannah m shall be fighting in mma in uh, you know, an Indian casino on a reservation just about half hour east of San Diego. So I'll put a link in the episode notes at uh, the Um I will link it to Savannah's own page where she has tickets so if any of you guys are in the area you wanna come see the fight I'll definitely be there. We can um would be cool to say hi in person but that is the setup that's December 11th that's a Sunday uh the fights are actually it's not a night event is they start in the afternoon they're gonna be i think they begin at 2 p.m they're probably gonna have a hell of a lot of matches and my guess is that Savannah will be probably toward the beginning so probably early afternoon on um Sunday December um December 11th if you guys want to check out some MMA action and uh, come say hello I shall be there, so I'll put all the info in the episode notes. Reach out if you need tickets. And wear we'll your drunken towels shirt so we can identify. Yeah, that's right. That helps too. Why not? Um, anything else we should throw out there? I don't know. I think the only thing is, you know, sometimes a good surprise is
1: good for you to shake you up and wake you up and make you know make you realize that maybe that firm ground you think you're standing on might be a sinkhole. And there's good
0: elements to that. My whatever face is now being placed on my face it's like yeah right whatever i, I don't bite but oh, I, i'm hoping that i actually appreciate the rich effort to look for the silver lining in there somewhere in various stories but you gotta look
1: you know in the dream scenario this guy'll end up a centrist democrat that the republicans hate right
0: no oh, no that's for sure it's yeah it's like clinton or trump is like that's what but again enough about the elections. Yeah, We've yeah. have been playing That's it just too what long, I've learned this week, you know. But... I mean, you do have to look for those silver linings
1: because there are things in your yeah. life that you have no control over and uh, sitting, ranting, and screaming about it. Not going to help. Which is okay. Yeah. If but... you want to go protest and... But
0: that's all for the college kids. They love that stuff anyway. And also, I mean, protest about this is kind of like... It's... What exactly are you thinking that that's gonna... You know, what... I understand uh Make a statement, but what? I mean, you already made a statement. You know, like seventy-five percent of the country didn't vote for Donald Trump. So what? You know, what's the point? Alrighty, now, ladies and gentlemen, the outro survived. First step of the outro is, let's say a few thank yous. That never hurts. And in this case, we haven't done donations in like 3,000 years, so our list is considerably longer than usual, since we haven't really mentioned it for a few episodes. Excellent. So we have, well, for example, Miss Lisa Robles managed to donate twice in this space of time. It has been that long. Wow. So, deep thank you. Chris Talent matt chebre or some close approximation of that name that sounds very close um i dubbed it but thank you anyway matt uh, justin martin paul Prindeville robert primo i'm guessing p-r-i-m-o-u-w i have no idea maybe david peterson jonathan waterloo alexander kuzner stephen mckee david rankin uh, David Rankin, he sent a message saying, I'm not doing this for a plug, but we'll give him a plug anyway. So if you uh, fancy trying out some new comedy, uh, his uh, site is uh, Dylan Rankin, D I L L A N, uh, last name Rankin, R A N K I N dot com. Dillanrankin.com, Check him out. His server's going to melt down. I'm sure that as a result of this plug, it's like going to be... the Canadian Embassy on yeah, Tuesday night. It's no just being doubt. shut down. Exactly. Congratulations. I, Aaron McLaughlin, uh, Heather Wheatley, Terry McLennan, Aisha Griffith, Dan Boyce, Maurizio Mezzatesta, and Jesse Dawson. All very familiar names, you guys. Thank you so much. Absolutely deeply appreciated. Um, Thank you to Desi House for providing the music. Yeah. If you guys are in the market for chocolate, check out the link in the episode notes for CoraCao chocolate. Uh, What else? Of course, our Amazon link. Please, Christmas shopping coming up. Please use our Amazon link. Please actually bookmark it so you never have to remember it again. And every time you use Amazon, you go back to that bookmark and boom, done. Doesn't cost you extra cent. Nothing comes from you. And uh, be sure to go
1: to the website and select our Amazon banner in the donation section before
0: you do all your picking. Cause it's what you pick while you're inside our little. Yeah. If you have already a bunch of stuff in your cart and then you go through our site, they don't give us crap. You need to be stuff that you are first you click, then you add all these things and you buy them on the spot. That's how it works. Uh, if you guys need more audio joy in your ears there's the Taoist lecture series or my most recent book not afraid both of those exist in audio versions uh, i'm sure we can come up with more stuff but let's keep it since we've been talking forever let's keep it quick keep a donation say... card it's christmas time that
1: spoiled little that spoiled little brat uh nephew of yours could really use some some humbleness and have him help somebody uh, Rich clearly
0: hates your nephew since you keep bringing it up on you uh, know he's the... in trouble
1: i've seen a little bastard right. out there we you know who we're talking about some of them are all right but we know the truth right. so, hey thanks for being up with us, everybody i know this is sort of a, 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 a difficult time and 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 people opinions are going to be kind of flying around crazy for a little bit but I think we can patch it back together. What choice do we have? I was a cal, cal exit person for at least ten minutes, and uh it just doesn't make any sense. It's our country, and we just have to make sure it goes in the right direction we've uh-huh. been on we've been down this road before uh hope. <gasps> And so ends another awesome episode of the Drunken Taoist podcast. Be sure to keep your ears peeled for another mind-expanding episode coming soon. We'll be tweeting you as soon as they come out. You can keep track of Daniel at dbolelli. That's D B O L E L L I, and you can find me on Twitter at richimon1. That's R I C H I M O N the numeral one. See y'all soon. Maybe I don't want to hear this. No, you don't. <laughs> in questo caso, in questo caso, la providenza
0: di Dio. Duncan showed you the way, huh? Oh man, isn't that scary to think? Nice. So don't kill people, do that instead. I have nothing against chicken other than the fact that they are ugly and weird and strange. <laughs> <laughs> this was great, fucking awesome. And I love this conversation. We've been do having you know, a great hour nice. here.
1: Dun,
0: I completely got lost. Are we doing the outro or the intro? We're right? outro. Oh, we're outro. Okay, sorry. So that's so. Let's continue. Did you ever see the movie Tombstone with uh, Val Kilmer and? Uh, uh, your accent—it just whatever that movie is—you were trying to tell can me. Can you about... translate for me, please?
1: I believe the word was tombstone. Yeah, that one <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> just as I was saying, you know, Tombstone. <laughs> what do I have to do? One day the rod shall teach you. Get why... back to work.